Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Our children are constantly looking to us for examples. The term role model doesn't quite cut it here. We are shaping their worldview with every move we make. You see, it's not in the lectures we give or moments where we are actively attempting to teach them. It's in the micro movements we make, the unconscious ways in which we navigate life. We are constantly teaching our children how to show up for themselves, their friends, their future partners, and even their future children. So what can we do to ensure we are raising thoughtful, compassionate, self-aware human beings? We have to become them ourselves. No one is perfect, but we can still all be better, and it starts with self-healing. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Imperfect Momming, and we have a very special guest today, Sarah Thomas. Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So my name is Sarah. I am the founder and CEO of Burn, Fat, and Feast. We are a comprehensive wellness lifestyle program for women. Uh, And I created this, honestly, I actually created this program and this lifestyle for myself uh, 10 years ago when I was 35. And I felt the shift that we all feel as women, uh, hormones, metabolism, all those things starting to change and what you've always done doesn't work. You know, we've all heard those things before. Um, but that's where I found myself. And so I really dove into a lot of research and created this, this, lifestyle that we implement now. Thousands of women across the world have used this lifestyle at this point in time, but it's for women who feel stuck, who feel frustrated. Uh, They want to just maybe lose excess weight or they want to feel better. They feel low on energy. And so we teach women through our step-by-step system, how to finally, not only just shed the weight, but increase their metabolism, stop the yo-yo dieting once and for all. And so we believe and progress over perfection to live fully without being deprived. And you can feel confident, strong, and energized. Well, I, when you jumped on zoom and I saw burn fat and feast, I was like, well, that sounds great. (laughs) Right. Right. Sounds good. How do I do that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of like, um, you know, programs it's, it seems counterintuitive where Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, that if I'm going to be losing weight, then that means I have to starve myself. And that's kind of what's out there in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. And the funny thing about the, the name, uh, burn fat and feast is it just happened because again, once I started to live this lifestyle differently than I ever had, I was like, well, I honestly never wanted this to be a business or never really set out, I should say, for it to be a business. I I just wanted to find something that worked well for me. I was a fitness professional. I was doing all the things wrong, over-exercising, under-eating. I was doing all of that and it wasn't working. Um, And so I never set out for this to actually be a business. It just happened from one, what I learned from what I was doing myself and then other people asking about it. And so it just organically became this business. And so the name came because I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. I am actually burning fat and eating more food than I ever have in my entire life. Uh, and so it wasn't ever, it wasn't meant to be like a, a hook type of name or anything like that. It just 
was what I was doing. So um, yeah, everyone is very intrigued by that. And then the BFF, which again, just happened because of the name. <laughs> right. No, that's like, it's, um, that's really cool to, cause that means best friend forever. And like, if you yep. want to go deep and think like you're supposed to be your own best friend, right? Right, right. Exactly. So um, tell me a little bit about how you, um, what you did to get started um, to really figure out like what worked for your body. Yeah. So I like to tell people where I was so they can kind of understand what happened along the way. So I was almost 35 years old when all of this happened. I, I often say I hit a low, one of my lowest points. I had three kids. I was teaching group fitness classes and I, I've done that now for 26 years. So that was not a new thing for me. I was, I was constantly, uh, spending time in the gym, teaching classes, but I was teaching 20 plus classes a week. And so the exercise wasn't a problem. I was exercising plenty over exercising and I was doing what most women do. Well, I'm not losing weight. I'm carrying excess weight. I don't feel good. I feel fatigued. I feel like I'm low energy. And so I must need to eat less because I'm carrying all this excess weight. And so that's what I did. I ate less. I was eating about a thousand calories a day, which is pretty normal for most women um, who are on any type of diet or being really intentional about trying to lose something. They're eating about a thousand calories a day, which only makes the cycle worse. And, and so through what I learned along my way in the nutrition research piece is our body's made to be super smart. And so when we are not giving it the fuel that it needs, it's in shutdown mode. And you've probably heard of the starvation mode before. It is actually a legit real thing. Our body shuts down and it does not release what we want it to release. We want it to release the excess fat. We want it to give us energy and we're not giving it enough so that we can have the energy. And so it's in starvation mode. And that's where most women are. They walk around with that in our mindset because we've been in such a diet culture forever is our mindset is it can't, that can't be right. I can't eat more. If I eat more, I'm just going to pack on more pounds. And so there's a hundred percent, a mindset shift that has to happen in this process. And, and I did go through that process and I will be the first to say, this is not a, a week long. Okay. Just shift your mindset and eat more and you're fine. It, it is a process. And it was a process for me of number one, knowing that what I had done in the past, wasn't it, that was not working. That's not the key. So there has to be a different way to approach this. So that was the first thing for me. And the second part was just trust the process. Just, you know what, Sarah, dive into this, do it and give it good intentional work and do it over the course of at least three to six months to see what happens. Because in all honesty, I never, I never did that. I never ate more food to see if that worked. Um, I was never strategic about how I was eating. And so that was, that was, you know, in a nutshell, kind of my journey of, okay, I have to eat more food because I'm fatigued. I have to stop doing so much exercise. I was at, I was burning the candle at both ends. 
couldn't do more and couldn't eat less. And so something had to give. And so I did start that process of not working out for two hours a day, started working out for 30 minutes a day. And again, I'll be the first to say it scared me to death. I was so afraid that, and again, I'm, I was a fitness professional. So part of what I did was, you know, look the part, play the part. So I was nervous that I want to actually be leaner and have more muscle tone. How is this going to work for me? Is this going to be a total disaster? Um, but I did decide to trust the process, went into it with a good headspace. Um, and so that was, that was part of the journey, but the other part was really learning how our food really fuels our body and how we do not have to live in that low carb diet and lifestyle. And that's also where I was like, Oh my gosh, can't eat a banana. <laughs> no, thank you. Can't eat a potato. Like that's a no, because what's going to happen if I, you know, put that in my mouth and what's going to happen to my body at that point in time. Uh, and so part of that was just really diving into nutrition and figuring out um, how I can implement these whole foods that we should be able to eat, that we're, that were created, created for us to eat, um, strategically in a way that fits the lifestyle. And then the last part of it for me, when I started was just to be able to have the foods and drinks that I wanted and not feel deprived. I was done with that. I, I deprived myself for 20 years. I didn't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. And so part of this process was how can I strategically have an alcoholic beverage, have dessert at a birthday party, have the things that I want to partake in. But I was so afraid when I was in that diet mindset. Um, and so along this process, and I would say for me making this switch was a good four months of really getting in a good headspace and being intentional and consistent about all of this. Um, it, it, it worked. It worked in so many ways um, from, from, inside out. And that's my, my mindset. My gut felt better. I was no longer bloated. I was an easier person to live with says my husband. I was a better mom. I was sleeping better. I mean, it just, it snowballed into all the things that I wanted. Yeah. It sounds like everything that you, every mom wants is, you know, better relationship with significant others, being a better mom, having more energy, just feeling better. No, I don't know why my dog's over here behind me going. <laughs> he has something to say about this. <laughs> he's, he's like, I agree with what she's saying. That's right. <laughs> I need more food. That's what he I said. I need more food. Well, we gave him some right before. <laughs> I just filled up the bowl right before. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because we, you know, at at some point, things shifted to um, sugar's bad or fat's bad, uh, carbs are bad, like everything, like everything's bad now. <laughs> and it's so like it, you just don't know who or what to listen to when it comes to nutrition and I, I literally just heard a podcast saying uh, that followed a group of people for, I think it was a year. I wasn't paying all that close of attention to it, but it was something about following people for a year um, with their exercise. And on average, they lost two or three pounds over the whole year. 
Mm-hmm. And it just like, my brain was like, well, that doesn't make sense with everything that I was programmed to believe. Um, and everything that I've been programmed to believe is you eat less and then you lose weight. And like you said, that, that puts you into starvation mode. And I, and I've recently also heard that same thing that most women are walking around in starvation mode and it just doesn't compute that that's a thing. I, I remember hearing a friend of mine who was overweight telling me she was in starvation. And I was like, that doesn't compute with, right. Right. <laughs> with what I've exactly. learned. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I say this a, a lot to people. And once I say it, they're like, okay, well, that, that makes sense. So we talk about starvation mode. What doesn't make sense for us in our head and what we've been taught for so long is the calories in versus calories out equation. That's why it doesn't make sense. Right. Because we've been taught, okay, you know, you have, let's say 3000 calories. If you eat 3000 calories in a day, well, you have to expend that many calories in order to lose weight because you have to be in a deficit. And so that's why this part doesn't make sense because we're thinking of it as a math equation. And so what I always say is that we're not math equations. You're not a math equation. I'm not a math equation. We are human beings. And so because we're not math equations, what's happening is there's so many other factors that we just have not been taught well enough to understand. I mean, truly bottom line. And part of this is just, just, just our culture, but we're just not educated enough to even think about the other pieces. And this is not our fault, right? But we haven't been educated enough to to think about the other pieces of who we are as human beings. And so is, is being a calorie deficit, does that, is that part of the equation? Yes, but it's only one part of the equation. Hormones are another part of the equation. Metabolism is another part of the equation. Your age is another part of the equation. What you're doing on a daily basis. I'm not even talking about working out because your workout is a teeny tiny percentage of your calorie expenditure of the day, but what you're doing throughout the day, the other movement that's called your neat movement, your non-exercise movement, all of these things, your sleep, how you're resting, you're not only just your, your sleep and resting your body, but your mind, are you, are you getting away from these devices that were around all the time? So all of these things are the wellness puzzle. That's the equation that we should be looking at, which is why when we're like, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm eating less. I should be losing weight. That's why we get so confused. Yeah. Um, I love the wellness puzzle. Um, so how, what do you do or how do you support women in through your business to, help them discover their puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great question. Right. (laughs) Because it is a puzzle. I say that all the time. Like it's a puzzle. And as we get older and we work with women, um, 35 and older, most of our members are 40 and older and I'm, I'm almost 46 myself. So I'm like right there in the trenches with our women. Um, but, but it becomes more of a puzzle as we get older, it becomes a little more complicated. Our bodies are a little more sensitive to things and we require more protein as we get older. And so there's lots of, that's why I say it's a puzzle because there's little pieces we got to put together the right way in order for it to all fix fit and make sense. Um, but we kind of, we follow 
some basic principles within our lifestyle. And we are set up, we are membership model. And so our ladies walk through um, different phases of the program, but the keys that we have in place, our, our principles, our foundation our foundational principles are finding your why. Um, and I, I really think that this term is overused right now, but we have a very strategic way that we do dig into your why because that's really important. As you probably know, wellness is a is a roller coaster. You're going to have good days and bad days and everything in between. And if we don't have that foundation of knowing our why, what we're doing, why we're doing it, have something right there in front of us, and, and this is not a, a pant size, but we go deeper than that. If we don't have that in front of us, we quit. We quit because the long-term gain and what we're looking at, you know, years from now, it's not going to help us today. It's not going to help you get out of bed at 5 a.m. today, right? right? So we have to have that why. That's a very first piece that we talk about. Um, the other part is the, the mindset piece. And so the first phase of what we do is called the healing phase. And that's part of the healing phase, finding your why the, the mindset part, we're healing our body from the inside out. Um, gut health is other, the other piece of that healing phase where we really walk our ladies through how to change that mindset from maybe a negative to a positive, or like you were talking about what we've always been told and how we change that thinking around what we're doing and, and trust that process. Um, rest, like I said, is another piece. It's really important, not just the physical rest, but the digestive rest. We don't give our bodies digestive rest, our, our bellies, our gut health. It needs to rest just like we rest our biceps from a, a, a upper body day. We can't expect it to constantly be working. Um, so we do that through whole food nutrition. We implement some intermittent fasting, but probably not the way that most people have tried this on their own before. Um, so that's a piece of it. Macro management. We talk about macronutrients, which are proteins, carbs, and fats, and how, again, to strategically implement that simply in your life. It sounds complicated, but it's truly not, um, effective exercise, 20 to 30 minutes a day is all that we do within our lifestyle program. So yes, exercise is a part of it, but I also want women to know that it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, it doesn't have to require any fancy expensive equipment. It can be done anytime, anywhere. And all you need is 20 minutes. That's all that we ever do inside our lifestyle. Um, so it's, it's just about being effective and again, fitting it into the puzzle strategically with how we're eating that day. That depends on what type of work out we're doing. Um, the, the step-by-step -step system is part of it. And I kind of touched on that with, we have different phases that we work through, but the, the last, the final, and I feel like the most important one and our members would say the same, um, well, one other piece of it is education. We talk about the why behind the how. We do give our ladies um, a lot of education from hormones to metabolism to why I want you to eat carbohydrates with what's, what's it doing to your body now? So I want our women to understand what they're doing so they learn along the way and that's how they grow in their journey. If I just say, here, go do this because I said so, what, what are you learning, right? That's not that's not my goal. I want our women to, to learn what they're doing. And then that final piece is our community, our supportive network. And as women, as moms, like we get this, we don't, we weren't made to do anything on our own. We were made to be social beings in a community, whether that's online, whether that's in person, I truly feel like all of them are valuable and they all have their place in our life. 
but we were meant to be social beings and, and walk through things together with other people. And so that community, that support, that connection that we have both online and in person is instrumental in success and and continuing just the consistency of it. Um, so kind of in a nutshell, those are our founding founding principles and what we do within our, our membership. It, it sounds like an amazing program. That's um, what we all need to get out of the system of the yo-yo diets, like you mentioned and, um, and, and starvation and, and really just, learn more about how our bodies work and yeah. not just work our bodies to fit into the molds that we want them that again we've programmed it into believing is healthy and or beautiful absolutely yes so is there a piece of advice that you want to share with our moms listening so, oh gosh, I think this is, this could be a totally other episode. <laughs> so, so much to share with moms, but I mean, we're, I'm a mom, I'm a mom of three, I have two teenage daughters and a, a 10 year old son. And so I understand that we all wear 5 million hats in a day and that, that that's what our life requires of us. But I think sometimes as moms, we, we lose sight of, we, we can do anything, but we can't do everything. And that's what we're trying to do desperately for some reason, women in general, but especially moms, we feel like we have to do everything. And so I think if I were to, you know, pick one thing, I would say that to moms of, Yes, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And so find a way to delegate, to automate, to defer things, to sit down. I do this every day, every morning and every night. I look at my schedule for the next day, plan it out because yes, I can do anything, but I can't do every for everything that day. So what has to get done on my list what can I defer? What can I automate? What can I simplify? And that is what, what we do in essence in burn fat and feast is we try to simplify because we can't do all of the things, but we want to feel like we can. And so the only way we get to that feeling is to really be systematic about what we're doing and simplify things in our life. And as a woman, it, I, and if you're listening and you feel right now, like you're overwhelmed with all the things, this is essential just to feel better is to just brain dump, brain dump it all on a piece of paper and say, okay, what do I personally have to do? And what do I personally not have to do? So I can start simplifying and do the things that must be done and feel better about my life. It's so aligned <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> good, uh, good. <laughs> yes. This, uh, just this morning I was listening to a video and that was essentially the message. And uh, literally earlier, uh, this week, I think it was, I think it was Monday that I sat down. So I, 
I have a new business partner. Um, we're kind of blending our businesses and, nice. um, and we are, so everything's kind of changing over to, uh, raising enlightened children. Oh, and, nice. um, and so everything right now that I have is branded as mom support coach. So, and I've built that op- up over the last three years and doing one thing at a time. Right. right. And like set up the Instagram, set up the Facebook, set up the website, set up, the, you know, like all of the things were one at a time over time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And so now that I'm switching everything, there's something in my head is like, I have to switch everything immediately, like yesterday. And since mm-hmm. it was done yesterday, like now I'm behind. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, I felt that. <laughs> yes. And on Monday, I wrote my list and after I wrote the list, it was like, oh, I'm not behind. Mm -hmm. Look at what, and I crossed four things off the list on Monday and the other things are like larger or like different projects. So it was just that brain dump of what do I need to do? And part of it was holding on everything into my head because I was on vacation. I left my friend's house that I spent a week at her house developing stuff. And then I was home for a day and I went on vacation for five days. And during the five days, my brain is like just turning over all of the things that need to get done when I get back. And if you've ever taken a vacation, when you come back, there's lots of stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) And when you take a vacation as a business owner, uh, your brain is still working. So yes, I I feel you, but you're right. There's power pen to paper. There's power There's so much power there. And, and just what you did, that was clarity of what do I actually have to do today or this week or, or what, what is really the, the next step that I can defer to the following week? I use this example all the time. For some reason, um, I don't know, it was like a year or so ago, I had on my list like oil change for my car. And I kept like stressing out, like, oh, I didn't do that today. Then I thought, what? It's okay. I can actually do this next week. That does not have to be done today. I'm literally going to drive 10 miles today. It's not a big deal, but so that use that example, because sometimes we just stress about things and think this has to be done right now would really, we can just defer it to later or give it to somebody else. I'm at two teenage, two teenage daughters. I'm like, here you go. You go do this. Right. <laughs> Probably not the oil change, but you know, they can, right. the other things. They can empty yeah. the dishwasher. They can uh-huh. the cat poop, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's really, I don't think that that, um, that moms can hear that enough that we don't, we can do it all, but we don't have to, or like we can do everything, but we shouldn't do everything or what it, I right. I think I butchered what you said, but, um, <laughs> yeah. that concept right. is, we can't hear that enough. Cause I, you and I are in the same age bracket. So I feel like we watched our moms do it all. Yes. And because I think that our moms was, were the first generation that were working and raising kids at the same time. And so they had they were doing all the things that women are supposed to do using air quotes, taking care of the house and raising the kids. 
and they were doing the jobs and they hadn't found the balance. But I don't know about your mom, but my mom was a little uh, overwhelmed (laughs) by all of the hats that she had to wear. And, you know, I, I think that now luckily we're seeing that we can delegate and, you know, men aren't doing it all. They delegate too, usually to us. (laughs) Right. Right. Which only makes it worse for us. Yes. Uh Yes. And so, you know, that there's, there's lessons for our kids inside the things that we delegate. And, and I say this a lot on the podcast, they're watching the show, they're not listening to the lectures. So if they're, you're telling them you need to take care of your health and, and have a balanced and healthy life, but you're not doing that yourself, they're imitate, they're going to imitate what you do, not do what you say. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so right about, you know, our, our generation and our parents, uh, I will say this, I feel like one of the biggest differences between, you know, like our parents and, and us now is social media. We feel like we're failing. We feel way more like we're failing now as women because we get on that darn app and we scroll and we see all these amazing things that that are just highlights and not the real life anything. And we are like, oh my gosh, how does she do all of that? There's no way I can do that. I'm I'm failing. I need to do X, Y, and Z. And then we pile even more on our plate. Um, and again, as as being a mom of two teen- teenage daughters. I'm very cognizant of this for our, for my kids and what that generation looks like for being on social media and feeling less than. Um, and so, yeah, we can do anything, but we can't do everything. And that's normal. There's a, um, a writer for, um, I think she was the writer for Grey's Anatomy and I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but I had used a clip. Somebody sent me a TikTok of her. <laughs> it was like two minutes. And it said something along the lines of, I'm going to give you guys the secret of how I do everything. I don't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, that's so brilliant. I love like, that's the message of our generation that we need to know that we can't do everything. Like go on social media and that's fine. If you want inspiration for like ideas of what you could do yeah. and then let go of something else. If you want to implement, like we're all walking around with full plates. So if you want to add something new to your plate, then you have to set something else down before you pick up the new thing. And we are all doing things um, that we can put down. One of which could be scrolling on social media. And yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And I, yes, I say that all the time as well. Uh, I tell our members, Every yes is a no to something else. And so when you say yes, and I use the PTO example, because again, women are like, oh, I should be a part of PTO at school. And you know, I I work full time, but I should do this. And I should be a coach for my kid's soccer team. And, you know, we, again, we think we should do all those things. And I always say, okay, that's fine. If you want to do that. And that feels like it is filling your cup and there's, you know, there's a purpose behind it. But when you say yes to that, being president of the PTO, you're saying no to something else in return. So what are you saying no to when you say yes to that? And that for me has been super powerful. I I use that in my daily life. Okay, I want to say yes to this, but why do I want to say yes to this? And if I say yes to this, what does that mean I say no to in return? Because there's a 
there's a give and take there, um, with every single thing that we do. And I have found personally, when I put that in place, I have more clarity behind what things I should say yes to and what things I should say no to. Right. And, and understanding and knowing your priorities is, is a huge factor in, in figuring out what you do want to say yes and no to. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a book that was um, instrumental in your personal development journey? So I love personal development books. If I were to open this cabinet up, you would see there's a whole stack of them in here. I love them so, so much. I just feel like we were, again, human beings that were meant to learn and grow and not be complacent. And so they just, they speak to me on so many different levels. Um, I always tell women and especially starting burn fat and feast, I'll say, if you have not read the compound effect, that is a book that you should read. It talks about how the small things compound to the big things. And again, we talk about this a lot in our program about, um, we say NSVs, non-scale victories. We talk about the little things, the small wins. Those are the things that are going to, again, compound into the snowball that you want. So compound effect is a huge one. Um, the power of daily, uh, of daily habits is also a big one. It, same type of premise of uh, the little things that compound and, and how you can take the negative and make it a positive. Um, those are huge. And I am, if you're an Enneagram person, I'm a type one. I am a perfectionist. I am that, that's me. That's me. Um, so letting go of perfect is, is another one. So I, just, I gave you three, I know, but I can't help myself. Um, that is a big one. And again, I think just as a woman, like we were talking about doing all the things that's because we want to be seen as being the perfect fill in the blank. Uh, and so those are three books that I highly recommend for everyone. Yeah. There was a, a book that I read, um, a long time ago. I'm actually questioning if I, if I actually read it or if I like saw the cover and, and decided <laughs> what it was about and decided that that like it fit me, but <laughs> the, the book was called, I have to be perfect. And it was, it was written for pastors, kids and, um, and missionary kids okay. uh, because of the role that their parents play inside yes. the inside the church and and whatnot um and i do remember that i took the test in the quiz in the back and i was like i scored as high as you could score where they're like you need to seek help and i was like okay <laughs> on oh the gosh. have to be perfect. So, uh -huh. you know, it, but we get it, we get it wherever we get it from that, that message that we have to be perfect. And, um, and yeah, that's probably a, a good book, good book to read for me as well. <laughs> yes. Good reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And wh where can our listeners find you? So, uh, our website is a great place to just find more information, burnfatandfeast.com. We are very active on Instagram, burnfatandfeast on Instagram, as well as Facebook. We are burnfatandfeast on Facebook. Um, we're on LinkedIn, again, burnfatandfeast there. Uh, we are mm, a little bit on YouTube. We don't have a ton of pre presence right now on YouTube, but you can find us all those places. We offer um, freebies throughout the year. So if you just go to the website, you can, can find those as well. 
Awesome. Well, I appreciate you uh, being here and and not only educating our listeners, but educating me on, you know, what it is that you do and, you know, some of the lies that I recognize. Because as I'm listening to you, I'm like, that's not what I learned. That's not what I learned. That's oh, <laughs> I hear you. I hear very you. cognizant of of <laughs> the chatter in my head while you were talking. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a privilege and an honor. Absolutely. So there will be another episode of Imperfect Momming coming for you all next week. And until then, keep healing. Bye, guys. Welcome back to Imperfect Momming. And we have a very special guest today, Sarah Thomas. Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So my name is Sarah. I am the founder and CEO of Burn Fat and Feast. We are a comprehensive wellness lifestyle program for women. Uh, And I created this, honestly, I actually created this program and this lifestyle for myself uh, 10 years ago when I was 35. And I felt the shift that we all feel as women, uh, hormones, metabolism, all those things starting to change and what you've always done doesn't work. You know, we've all heard those things before. Um, but that's where I found myself. And so I really dove into a lot of research and created this, this, lifestyle that we implement now. Thousands of women across the world have used this lifestyle at this point in time, but it's for women who feel stuck, who feel frustrated. Uh, They want to just maybe lose excess weight or they want to feel better. They feel low on energy. And so we teach women through our step-by-step system, how to finally, not only just shed the weight, but increase their metabolism, stop the yo-yo dieting once and for all. And so we believe in progress over perfection to live fully without being deprived. And you can feel confident, strong and energized. Well, I, when you jumped on zoom and I saw burn fat and feast, I was like, well, that sounds great. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Sounds good. How do I do that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of like, um, you know, programs, it's, it seems counterintuitive where Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, that if I'm going to be losing weight, then that means I have to starve myself. And that's kind of what's out there in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. And the funny thing about the, the name, uh, burn fat and feast is it just happened because again, once I started to live this lifestyle differently than I ever had, I was like, well, I honestly never wanted this to be a business or never really set out. I should say for it to be a business. Uh, I just wanted to find something that worked well for me. I was a fitness professional. I was doing all the things wrong over exercising, under eating. I was doing all of that and it wasn't working. Um, and so I never set out for this to actually be a business. It just happened from one, what I learned from what I was doing myself and then other people asking about it. And so it just organically became this business. And so the name came because I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. I am actually burning fat and eating more food than I ever have in my entire life. Uh, And so it wasn't ever, it wasn't meant to be like a, a hook type of name or anything like that. It just was what I was doing. So, um, yeah, everyone's very intrigued by that. And then the BFF, which again, just happened because of the name. <laughs> right. No, that's like, um, that's really cool. 
to because that means best friend forever and like if you want to go deep and think like you're supposed to be your own best friend right 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 exactly so um tell me a little bit about how you um what you did to get started um to really figure out like what worked for your body yeah so I like to tell people where I was so they can kind of understand what happened along the way so I was almost 35 years old when all of this happened. I I often say I hit a low, one of my lowest points. I had three kids. I was teaching group fitness classes and I've done that now for 26 years. So that was not a new thing for me. I was, I was constantly, uh, spending time in the gym, teaching classes, but I was teaching 20 plus classes a week. And so the exercise wasn't a problem. I was exercising plenty over exercising and I was doing what most women do. Well, I'm not losing weight. I'm carrying excess weight. I don't feel good. I feel fatigued. I feel like I'm low energy. And so I must need to eat less because I'm carrying all this excess weight. And so that's what I did. I ate less. I was eating about a thousand calories a day, which is pretty normal for most women um, who are on any type of diet or being really intentional about trying to lose something. They're eating about a thousand calories a day, which only makes the cycle worse. And, and so through what I learned along my way in the nutrition research piece is our body's made to be super smart. And so when we are not giving it the fuel that it needs, it's in shutdown mode. And you've probably heard of the starvation mode before. It is actually a legit real thing. Our body shuts down and it does not release what we want it to release. We want it to release the excess fat. We want it to give us energy and we're not giving it enough so that we can have the energy. And so it's in starvation mode. And that's where most women are. They walk around with that in our mindset because we've been in such a diet culture forever is our mindset is it can't, that can't be right. I can't eat more. If I eat more, I'm just going to pack on more pounds. And so there's a hundred percent, a mindset shift that has to happen in this process. And, and I did go through that process and I will be the first to say, this is not a, a week long. Okay. Just shift your mindset and eat more and you're fine. It, it is a process. And it was a process for me of number one, knowing that what I had done in the past, wasn't it, that was not working. That's not the key. So there has to be a different way to approach this. So that was the first thing for me. And the second part was just trust the process. Just, you know what, Sarah, dive into this, do it and give it good intentional work and do it over the course of at least three to six months to see what happens. Because in all honesty, I never, I never did that. I never ate more food to see if that worked. Um, I was never strategic about how I was eating. And so that was, that was, you know, in a nutshell, kind of my journey of, okay, I have to eat more food because I'm fatigued. I have to stop doing so much exercise. I was at, I was burning the candle at both ends, couldn't do more and couldn't eat less. And so something had to give. And so I did start that process of not working out for two hours a day, started working out for 30 minutes a day. And again, I'll be the first to say it scared me to death. I was so afraid that 
and again, I'm, I was a fitness professional. So part of what I did was, you know, look the part, play the part. So I was nervous that I want to actually be leaner and have more muscle tone. How is this going to work for me? Is this going to be a total disaster? Um, but I did decide to trust the process, went into it with a good headspace. Um, and so that was, that was part of the journey, but the other part was really learning how our food really fuels our body and how we do not have to live in that low carb diet and lifestyle. And that's also where I was like, oh my gosh, can't eat a banana. <laughs> no, thank you. Can't eat a potato. Like that's a no, because what's going to happen if I, you know, put that in my mouth and what's going to happen to my body at that point in time. Uh, and so part of that was just really diving into nutrition and figuring out um, how I can implement these whole foods that we should be able to eat, that we're, that we're created, created for us to eat, um, strategically in a way that fit the lifestyle. And then the last part of it for me, when I started was just to be able to have the foods and drinks that I wanted and not feel deprived. I was done with that. I, I deprived myself for 20 years. I didn't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. And so part of this process was how can I strategically have an alcoholic beverage, have dessert at a birthday party, have the things that I want to partake in. But I was so afraid when I was in that diet mindset. Um, and so along this process, and I would say for me making this switch was a good four months of really getting in a good headspace and being intentional, and consistent about all of this. Um, it, it, it worked, it worked in so many ways, um, from, from, inside out. And that's my, my mindset. My gut felt better. I was no longer bloated. I was an easier person to live with says my husband. I was a better mom. I was sleeping better. I mean, it just, it snowballed into all the things that I wanted. Yeah. It sounds like everything that you, every mom wants is, you know, better relationship with significant others being a better mom, having more energy, just feeling better. No, I don't know why my dog's over here behind me going. Rrr, rrr. <laughs> he has something to say about this. <laughs> He's like, I agree with what she's saying. That's right. <laughs> I need more food. That's what he I said. I need more food. Well, we gave him some right before. <laughs> just filled up the bowl right before. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because we, you know, at at some point, things shifted to um, sugar's bad or fat's bad, uh, carbs are bad, like everything, like everything's bad now. <laughs> and it's so like it, you just don't know who or what to listen to when it comes to nutrition and I, I literally just heard a podcast saying uh, that followed a group of people for, I think it was a year. I wasn't paying all that close of attention to it, but it was something about following people for a year um, with their exercise. And on average, they lost two or three pounds over the whole year. Mm -hmm. And it just like, my brain was like, well, that doesn't make sense with everything that I was programmed to believe. Um, and everything that I've been programmed to believe is you eat less and then you lose weight. And 
like you said, that that puts you into starvation mode. And I and I've recently also heard that same thing that most women are walking around in starvation mode and it just doesn't compute that yeah. that's a thing. I, I remember hearing a friend of mine who was overweight telling me she was on starvation. And I was like, it that doesn't compute with, right. <laughs> with You're, what I've exactly. learned. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I say this a, a lot to people. And once I say it, they're like, okay, well, that, that makes sense. So we talk about starvation mode. What doesn't make sense for us in our head and what we've been taught for so long is the calories in versus calories out equation. That's why it doesn't make sense, right? Because we've been taught, okay, you know, you have, let's say 3000 calories. If you eat 3000 calories in a day, well, you have to expend that many calories in order to lose weight because you have to be in a deficit. And so that's why this part doesn't make sense because we're thinking of it as a math equation. And so what I always say is that we're not math equations. You're not a math equation. I'm not a math equation. We are human beings. And so because we're not math equations, what's happening is there's so many other factors that we just have not been taught well enough to understand. I mean, truly bottom line. And part of this is just, just, just our culture, but we're just not educated enough to even think about the other pieces. And this is not our fault, right? But we haven't been educated enough to, to think about the other pieces of who we are as human beings. And so is, is being a calorie deficit, does that, is that part of the equation? Yes, but it's only one part of the equation. Hormones are another part of the equation. Metabolism is another part of the equation. Your age is another part of the equation. What you're doing on a daily basis, I'm not even talking about working out because your workout is a teeny tiny percentage of your calorie expenditure of the day, but what you're doing throughout the day, the other movement that's called your neat movement, your non-exercise movement, all of these things, your sleep, how you're resting, you're not only just your, your sleep and resting your body, but your mind, are you, are you getting away from these devices that were around all the time? So all of these things are the wellness puzzle. That's the equation that we should be looking at, which is why when we're like, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm eating less. I should be losing weight. That's why we get so confused. Yeah. Um, I love the wellness puzzle. Um, so how, what do you do or how do you support women in through your business to help them discover their puzzle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great question. Right. <laughs> because it is a puzzle. I say that all the time. Like it, it's a puzzle. And as we get older and we work with women, um, 35 and older, most of our members are 40 and older and I'm, I'm almost 46 myself. So I'm like right there in the trenches with our women. Um, but, but it becomes more of a puzzle as we get older, it becomes a little more complicated. Our bodies are a little more sensitive to things and we require more protein as we get older. And so there's lots of, that's why I say it's a puzzle because there's little pieces we got to put together the right way in order for it to all fix, fit and make sense. Um, but we kind of, we follow some basic principles within our lifestyle and we are set up, we are a membership model. And so our ladies walk through um, different phases of the program, but the keys that we have in place are our principles, our foundation 
our foundational principles are finding your why. Um, and I, I really think that this term is overused right now, but we have a very strategic way that we do dig into your why because that's really important. As you probably know, wellness is a is a roller coaster. You're going to have good days and bad days and everything in between. And if we don't have that foundation of knowing our why, what we're doing, why we're doing it, have something right there in front of us, and, and this is not a, a pant size, but we go deeper than that. If we don't have that in front of us, we quit. We quit because the long-term gain and what we're looking at, you know, years from now, it's not going to help us today. It's not going to help you get out of bed at 5 a.m. today, right? So we have to have that why. That's a very first piece that we talk about. Um, the other part is the, the mindset piece. And so the first phase of what we do is called the healing phase. And that's part of the healing phase, finding your why. The, the mindset part, we're healing our body from the inside out. Um, gut health is other the other piece of that healing phase where we really walk our ladies through how to change that mindset from maybe a negative to a positive, or like you were talking about what we've always been told and how we change that thinking around what we're doing and, and trust that process. Um, rest, like I said, is another piece. It's really important, not just the physical rest, but the digestive rest. We don't give our bodies digestive rest, our, our bellies, our gut health. It needs to rest just like we rest our biceps from a, a, a upper body day. We can expect it to constantly be working. Working. Um, so we do that through whole food nutrition. We implement some intermittent fasting, but probably not the way that most people have tried this on their own before. Um, so that's a piece of it. Macro management. We talk about macronutrients, which are proteins, carbs, and fats, and how, again, to strategically implement that simply in your life. It sounds complicated, but it's truly not. Um, Effective exercise, 20 to 30 minutes a day is all that we do within our lifestyle program. So yes, exercise is a part of it, but I also want women to know that it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, it doesn't have to require any fancy, expensive equipment. It can be done anytime, anywhere. And all you need is 20 minutes. That's all that we ever do inside our lifestyle. Um, so it's, it's just about being effective and again, fitting it into the puzzle strategically with how we're eating that day. That depends on what type of work out we're doing. Um, the, the step-by-step -step system is part of it. And I kind of touched on that with, we have different phases that we work through, but the, the last, the final, and I feel like the most important one and our members would say the same, um, well, one other piece of it is education. We talk about the why behind the how. We do give our ladies um, a lot of education from hormones to metabolism to why I want you to eat carbohydrates with what's, what's it doing to your body now. So I want our women to understand what they're doing so they learn along the way and that's how they grow in their journey. If I just say, here, go do this because I said so, what, what are you learning, right? That's not that's not my goal. I want our women to, to learn what they're doing. And then that final piece is our community, our supportive network. And as women, as moms, like we get this, we don't, we weren't made to do anything on our own. We were made to be social beings in a community, whether that's online, whether that's in person, I truly feel like all of them are valuable and they all have their place in our life, but we were meant to be social beings and, and walk through things together with other people. And so that community, that support, that connection that we have both online and in person is instrumental 
and success and and continuing just the consistency of it. Um, so kind of in a nutshell, those are our founding founding principles and what we do within our, our membership. It, it sounds like an amazing program that's um, what we all need to get out of the system of the yo-yo diets, like you mentioned, and, um, and, and starvation and, and really just learn more about how our bodies work and not just work our bodies to fit into the molds that we want them that again, we've programmed it into believing is healthy and or beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. So is there a piece of advice that you want to share with our moms listening? So, oh gosh, I think this is, this could be a totally other episode. (laughs) So, so much to share with moms, but I mean, we're, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of three. I have two teenage daughters and a a 10 year old son. And so I understand that we all wear 5 million hats in a day and that, that that's what our life requires of us. But I think sometimes as moms, we, we lose sight of, we, we can do anything, but we can't do everything. And that's what we're trying to do desperately for some reason, women in general, but especially moms, we feel like we have to do everything. And so I think if I were to, you know, pick one thing, I would say that to moms of, Yes, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And so find a way to delegate, to automate, to defer things, to sit down. I do this every day, every morning and every night. I look at my schedule for the next day, plan it out because yes, I can do anything, but I can't do every for everything that day. So what has to get done on my list what can I defer? What can I automate? What can I simplify? And that is what, what we do in essence in burn fat and feces. We try to simplify because we can't do all of the things, but we want to feel like we can. And so the only way we get to that feeling is to really be systematic about what we're doing and simplify things in our life. And as a woman, and if you're listening and you feel right now, like you're overwhelmed with all the things, this is essential just to feel better is to just brain dump, brain dump it all on a piece of paper and say, okay, what do I personally have to do? And what do I personally not have to do? So I can start simplifying and do the things that must be done and feel better about my life. It's so aligned <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> good, uh, good. <laughs> yes. This, uh, just this morning I was listening to a video and that was essentially the message. And uh, literally earlier, uh, this week, I think it was, I think it was Monday that I sat down. So I, I have a new business partner. Um, we're kind of blending our businesses and, um, and we are, so everything's kind of changing over to, uh, raising enlightened children. 
um, and so everything right now that I have is branded as mom support coach. So, and I've built that up over the last three years and doing one thing at a time. Right. Right. And like set up the Instagram, set up the Facebook, set up the website, set up, you know, like all of the things were one at a time over time. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so now that I'm switching everything, there's something in my head is like, I have to switch everything immediately, like yesterday. And since Mm -hmm. it was done yesterday, like now I'm behind, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I felt that. (laughs) Yes. And on Monday, I wrote my list. And after I wrote the list, it was like, oh, I'm not behind. Mm -hmm. Look at what, and I crossed four things off the list on Monday. And the other things are like larger or like different projects. So it was just that brain dump of what do I need to do? And part of it was holding on everything into my head because I was on vacation. I left my friend's house that I spent a week at her house developing stuff. And then I was home for a day and I went on vacation for five days. And during the five days, my brain is like just turning over all of the things that need to get done when I get back. And if you've ever taken a vacation, when you come back, there's lots of stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) And when you take a vacation as a business owner, uh, your brain is still working. So yes, I I feel you, but you're right. There's power pen to paper. There's power. There's so much power there. And, And just what you did, that was clarity of what do I actually have to do today or this week or, or what, what is really the the next step that I can defer to the following week? I use this example all the time. For some reason, um, I don't know, it was like a year or so ago, I had on my list like oil change for my car. And I kept like stressing out, like, oh, I didn't do that today. Then I thought, what? It's okay. I can actually do this next week. That does not have to be done today. I'm literally going to drive 10 miles today. It's not a big deal. But so that use that example, because sometimes we just stress about things and think this has to be done right now would really, we can just defer it to later or give it to somebody else. I'm at two teenage, two teenage daughters. I'm like, here you go. You go do this. Right. <laughs> Probably not the oil change, but you know, they can, right. the other things. They can empty yeah. the dishwasher. They can uh-huh. the cat poop. <laughs> Uh (laughs) uh-huh whatever it is exactly yeah and it's it's really I don't think that that um that moms can hear that enough that we don't we can do it all but we don't have to or like we can do everything but we shouldn't do everything or what I think I butchered what you said but um (laughs) that concept is we can't hear that enough because I you and I are in the same age bracket. So I feel like we watched our moms do it all. And because I think that our moms was, were the first generation that were working and raising kids at the same time. And so they had, they were doing all the things that women are supposed to do using air quotes, taking care of the house and raising the kids. And they were doing the jobs. And they hadn't found the balance, but I don't know about your mom, but my mom was a little uh, overwhelmed (laughs) by all of the hats that she had to wear. And, you know, I, 
I think that now, luckily, we're seeing that we can delegate and, you know, men aren't doing it all. They delegate too, usually to us. <laughs> right, right. Which only makes right. it worse for us. Yes. Right. Yes. And so, you know, that there's, there's lessons for our kids inside the things that we delegate. And, and I say this a lot on the podcast, they're watching the show, they're not listening to the lectures. So if they're, you're telling them you need to take care of your health and, and have a balanced and healthy life, but you're not doing that yourself, they're imitate, they're going to imitate what you do, not do what you say. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so right about, you know, our, our generation and our parents, uh, I will say this, I feel like one of the biggest differences between, you know, like our parents and, and us now is social media. Oh, we feel like we're failing. We feel way more like we're failing now as women because we get on that darn app and we scroll and we see all these amazing things that that are just highlights and not the real life anything. And we are like, oh my gosh, how does she do all of that? There's no way I can do that. I'm I'm failing. I need to do X, Y, and Z. And then we pile even more on our plate. Um, and again, as as being a mom of two te- teenage daughters. I'm very cognizant of this for our, for my kids and what that generation looks like for being on social media and feeling less than. Um, and so, yeah, we can do anything, but we can't do everything. And that's normal. There's a, um, a writer for, um, I think she was the writer for Grey's Anatomy and I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but I had used a clip. Somebody sent me a TikTok of her. <laughs> it was like two minutes. And it said something along the lines of, I'm going to give you guys the secret of how I do everything. I don't. Uh Uh (laughs) I was like, that's so brilliant. I love like, that's the message of our generation that we need to know that we can't do everything. Like go on social media and that's fine. If you want inspiration for like ideas of what you could do and then let go of something else. If you want to implement, like we're all walking around with full plates. So if you want to add something new to your plate, then you have to set something else down before you pick up the new thing. And we are all doing things, um, that we can put down one of which could be scrolling on social media. And yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And I, yes, I say that all the time as well. Uh, tell our members, Every yes is a no to something else. And so when you say yes, and I use the PTO example, because again, women are like, oh, I should be a part of PTO at school. And you know, I I work full time, but I should do this. And I should be a coach for my kids soccer team. And, you know, we, again, we think we should do all those things. And I always say, okay, that's fine. If you want to do that. And that feels like it is filling your cup and there's, you know, there's a purpose behind it. But when you say yes to that, being president of the PTO, you're saying no to something else in return. So what are you saying no to when you say yes to that? And that for me has been super powerful. I I use that in my daily life. Okay. I want to say yes to this, but why do I want to say yes to this? And if I say yes to this, what does that mean? I say no to in return, because there's a, there's a give and take there um, with every single thing that we do. And I have found personally, when I put that in place, I have more clarity behind what things I should say yes to and what things I should say no to. Right. 
And, and understanding and knowing your priorities is, is a yeah. huge factor in, in figuring out what you do want to say yes and no to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is there a book that was um, instrumental in your personal development journey? So I love personal development books. <laughs> If I were to open this cabinet up, you would see there's a whole stack of them in here. I love them so, so much. I just feel like we were, again, human beings that were meant to learn and grow and not be complacent. And so they just, they speak to me on so many different levels. Um, I always tell women and especially starting Burn, Fat and Feast, I'll say, if you have not read The Compound Effect that is a book that you should read. It talks about how the small things compound to the big things. And again, we talk about this a lot in our program about, um, we say NSVs, non-scale victories. We talk about the little things, the small wins. Those are the things that are going to, again, compound into the snowball that you want. So compound effect is a huge one. Um, the power of daily, uh, of daily habits is also a big one. A, a same type of premise of uh, the little things that compound and, and how you can take the negative and make it a positive. Um, those are huge. And I am, if you're an Enneagram person, I'm a type one. I am a perfectionist. I am that, that's me. That's me. Um, so letting go of perfect is, is another one. So I, just, I gave you three, I know, but I can't help myself. Um, that is a big one. And again, I think just as a woman, like we were talking about doing all the things that's because we want to be seen as being the perfect fill in the blank. Uh, and so those are three books that I highly recommend for everyone. Yeah. There was a, a book that I read, um, a long time ago. I'm actually questioning if I, if I actually read it or if I like saw the cover and, and decided <laughs> what it was about and decided that that like it fit me, but <laughs> the, the book was called, I have to be perfect. And it was, it was written for pastors, kids and, um, and missionary kids okay. uh, because of the role that their parents play inside yes. the inside the church and and whatnot um and I do remember that I took the test in the quiz in the back and I was like I scored as high as you could score where they're like you need to seek help and I was like okay <laughs> on oh the gosh. have to be perfect so uh -huh. you know it but we get it we get it wherever we get it from that that message that we have to be perfect and um and yeah that's probably a, a good book good book to read for me as well <laughs> yes good reminder yeah yeah and wh where can our listeners find you so uh our website is a great place to just find more information, burnfatandfeast.com. We are very active on Instagram, Burn Fat and Feast on Instagram, as well as Facebook. We are Burn Fat and Feast on Facebook. Um, we're on LinkedIn, again, Burn Fat and Feast there. Uh, we are mm, a little bit on YouTube. We don't have a ton of pre presence right now on YouTube, but you can find us all those places. We offer um, freebies throughout the year. So if you just go to the website, you can, you can find those as well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you uh, being here and, and not only educating our listeners, but educating me on, you know, what it is that you do and 
you know, some of the lies that I recognize, because as I'm listening to you, I'm like, that's not what I learned. That's not what I learned. That's, (laughs) I hear you. I'm very cognizant of, of (laughs) the chatter in my head while you were talking. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was privilege and honor. Absolutely. So there will be another episode of Imperfect Momming coming for you all next week. And until then, keep healing. Bye, guys.